close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me in my imagination In my imagination Well, sometimes my mind Play these tricks on me sometimes And I'll find that my mind Climbs higher than it should climb up Imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. Welcome to Eat Sleep Run Repeat, episode 12. Uh, myself, Wooly, and Steve Sparling are in the house tonight. Uh, yeah. Fraser and Nathan are joining us shortly. Um, we're all, uh, we've all had pretty hectic weekends, so we're just squeezing this one in. Um, but we've got plenty to talk about. Nathan ran the um, the Brisbane Trail Marathon. Trail Marathon, yeah. Yeah, the, um, that was a Nogra Dam or a Nogra Reservoir. And um, we've also, coming up later in the show, we've got part two of um, Daniel Bunin, winner of the Noosa 50K Ultra Trail, as he um, won the, uh, the marathon on the weekend that him and Nathan both competed in. So um, stay tuned for that. It's a, it's a good interview. I've had a listen. Pretty good. Yeah, I believe under four hours too, Steve. Oh, blo- yeah, really good run. Oh, Fraser's just joined the chat. And also the, the marathon, they changed the course briefly um, in the last few weeks and upgraded it as of some washouts and some other bits. So instead of being 42.2, it's now... On the weekend, it was 46.3 or 4 or something. Yeah, so 43, wasn't it? 43. Yeah, 43.4 or something like that, yeah. Most people got over 43, so yeah, a little bit further to run for all the people running those hills. Yeah. Fraser. Right. You're in. I don't know whether you've done much training. Um, Fraser, have you done much this week? Uh, I've only just done a run now earlier i did 40 minutes on the treadmill what about um, last week i did a few runs last week i've just been feeling tired and that so even though i was sick week before two negative um covid tests but last week and then i just felt really tired and that so yeah. i don't know i had the, I had the symptoms but um well, we said on the podcast that you had it because we were all certain that you had it when you missed the relays <laughs> You had you've been around two people yeah. that are positive, your mum and your yeah. father-in-law, and then you got all the COVID symptoms, but you had two negative tests. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I feel all right now. Like last week, yeah, just felt tired and that, but um, got a few runs in, a few gym sessions in. Um, I just done forty minutes on the treadmill just now, uh, just under or oh, about five thirty pace. So I felt all right, pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Fraser's also got a treadmill. We were talking about that last week. Definitely a good investment, eh, Fraser? Oh, mate, it's like the bestly for me. Like um, when I can't get out for a run when I got the kids, um, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, like I've probably <laughs> done more K's on that than I probably have done out on the road. Yeah, like in the last yeah. year, probably. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good um, investment for me as well. Here's a Especially brief one. A good one. It's good to just invest in a good quality one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Here's yeah. a brief um, funny story with treadmills. We have one as well that we purchased, which is because um, of my height, I need to get one with a bigger platform. <laughs> so it was a more heavy duty one, longer and wider um, with a bigger motor. And we, we had chickens. We got chickens and we had a bit of a rat plague at one stage. They nested in the shed where we got it out, out back. Oh, and man. they ate the DC power cord that goes from the motor to the, to the power inlet. So it lost power. And also the cadence, so it shows how many revolutions the treadmill belt's doing to give you your speed and pace and everything. And yeah. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought it was just bloody full of dust or whatever, and I pulled it apart to, to give it a blowout with a compressor and <laughs> realised all the wires are being chewed. So um, contemplating yeah. how much I'm going to spend on it to get it fixed or just replace it. So Might be worth getting a new one. Mm, I think so. That. <laughs> How did you all pull up after the relays? We spoke about that last week. It was the last thing we talked about the relays. But um, I, I found I had a couple of days off after a, a recovery run the next day on Tuesday. Um, I just couldn't find time as well. I was quite sore. I just like deep muscle soreness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Everything was still working. But my quads were really, really sort of punchy. You know what I mean? You touch them uh, tender. Carbs are fine, but yeah, just my quads more so. Just um, a different like style of running than what you're probably used to, just belting it out mm. for 1,200 metres and then sitting and having a rest for a few minutes and then doing it again. It's like strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, not something mm. I've done ever, really. I was talking to my dad about that actual event and, and we, were, we both agreed that they should run a 5K, at like a night of the 5Ks, like they do in the UK with the night of the 10,000 meters they run yeah. it on it well they do that on a track but you know they could do something similar there perfect yeah. setup for it you could do yeah. um yeah. you do four laps and just start yeah. further down the the track and finish you know just before the finish. bend it'd be perfect you get a perfect 5k loop it'd be awesome yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah, you should do a, i used to do a race i did it once back in england it was a race around brands hatch um, oh, I've done that pre- too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was, that was would have been in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh yeah, they probably wouldn't do it now. I doubt it, but yeah, that was used to be good. I've just locked in the race director for the Jetty to Jetty event, and um, yeah, we'll we'll do that interview with him soon. So stay tuned for that. He's keen. That'll That's be cool. excellent. Learn a bit about yeah. the history of the when event. Is, when is it, Jetty to Jetty? Oh, a couple of weeks after Gold Coast, I think. 17th right. of yeah. July. Yeah. There's a good local event, that one. That's um, just getting a bit of a history about it now. Oh, it's, yeah, I always tell everyone it's the peninsula's Gold Coast. It is. Still more than half. It's just so It's such a massive <laughs> event. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it Steve, is. you were talking about your um, legs being sore. Do you want to just continue on with what you did for the rest of the week? Yeah, well, um, so going, I thought I'm going to give it a good two days rest on Friday. Um, I had another run after the two days off and just did an 8K, just easy, low HR. So I tried to keep it around about that 130 beats, so roughly around about that sort of 540 pace, just real easy pace. And I, I didn't want to hurt myself again, you know what I mean? So I was just running to basically free the muscles up. And then after that, was uh, I worked and um, Saturday morning was my 250th park run. So, yeah, well done, mate. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, one of my mates, Graham Sendall, a shout out to him. He's probably one of the first guys I introduced myself when I started running there. It's probably about, maybe about my eighth K, uh, my eighth run into that 250 runs. He was about 15 or 16 runs ahead of me at the time. So um, we're still around about that, around 20 runs difference. He did his um, 250th early or late last year in December. And he said to me, I'll come down when you do your 250th. And I forgot all about it. But I was, I was putting out little, um, on Strava, I was writing, you know, park run number 246, 247, 248. So I thought if anyone was actually <laughs> actually looking properly, they would see that it was coming up without me having to say it was coming up. Yeah. And um, lo and behold, I got the start line. He gives me a tap on the back, says, good luck, mate. <laughs> he was there, eh? He, uh, he, lives, he, he now lives up at Coolum at um, Majimba, I think it is. Yeah, up at nice Coolum there. So on the north coast, on some sun coast. So yeah, just to see him come down and run along. He had a good run too for an old fellow, 63 this year. He ran um 22 minutes. So not a bad run. Mate, only, they get, they gave you a big cheer when they um, yeah. announced it, eh? That was good. Yeah, where's where's our local friend Steve? That's what they said, something along yeah. those lines. I'm like, bloody yeah. hell. So yeah. So all in all, yeah, 210 park runs at North Lake. So pretty cool just somewhere to go after work on a saturday i work nearly every saturday and show up there just to don't want to go home wake the family up so that was my plan just to go for a run and and do something every saturday morning which works out good for me yeah great event yeah um, and then sunday a, sunday I just did a recovery run just an easy easy run i only ended up with um 40k for the week so it was a bit lighter after the relays but um hopefully back on track this week yeah. Sorry, Brace, what did you say? I say that's a lot of part runs, 250. Oh, yeah. Heaps. Yeah, there's oh. still a lot of people that do it, yeah. I mean, usually um, that's my speed session for the week. So you go out and do a 21-minute park run, yeah. you're looking at four, 410 pace. I think it's everyone's. It's one of everyone's sessions per week, isn't it? It is, really, yeah. And yeah. include warm-up and warm-downs roughly somewhere around that 9 or 10Ks. So if you figure that out, that's like 250 by nine. It's a lot of kilometers just at that actual event. So, mate, park run is just the best thing ever, I reckon. You know, it's the most participated um, event, uh, sporting event in Australia. I don't know the exact numbers, but there's like a couple of hundred thousand every week that um, that do park run. Wow, that's cool. Most popular sport, yeah. And all of us do it, so that's a cool thing. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. You know, like you were trying to park run thing on your watch. Yeah. And then and I was trying to do it and I couldn't do it. Um, it eventually just appeared on my watch. Yeah. So when I did, <laughs> so when I did the when I did the Sandgate one, um, I noticed it was on my watch. So I did it and it works. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the scan all right, Fraser? Yeah, yeah, it scanned fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, saves carrying that little bit of card. Uh, Nathan Barden has jumped in the chat. Just got home. Evening, boys. Team dedication, this really isn't it? You know, we've all had no time really today, but we've just produced. Yeah. How about you, Steve? After realize, what have you done this week? I know you're on some sort of training schedule for your marathon. So what's what's um, what's your week involved? Well, Monday was obviously the relays, and then. Tuesday night, I was just going to run from home, but um, Ben Merlin, who's like a local North Lakes Park Run guy, was um, 
He wanted to go and train at Striders because he's not had any time to get to the Burt squad um, sessions. Yep. And he said, oh, if you're going, I'll go. And I was, I was like, oh, okay, I'll go. So then I ended up just running uh, 60 minutes nice and easy with him and um, Matt Flannery and uh, just around the paper mill there at Petrie. Whilst everyone else did the like workout, we just ran around and around and around in circles and uh, just kind of like a, about five minutes a K, nice and easy. Mm. And then uh, Wednesday was g- the gym. Uh, Thursday was... 60 minutes, which worked out to be 12K, about five-minute Ks. Uh, Friday, another gym session, which was uh, on the planet, had like gym, but more upper body. So I actually did some upper body weights, which I never really do at the gym. I'm always doing legs. So Saturday morning, geez, I felt stiff in the shoulders and the back and chest and that. Then see, so, yeah, so Saturday morning, I ran from home to uh, park run. It was supposed to be easy, like an easy pace, but because I was running late, I ended up actually running pretty quick just to, just to make it on time. And yeah. uh, then I did, um, I did some strides, did park run. And I think like the park run pace and the run there was all around like 4.30 pace. So not super quick, but not definitely too quick, like to be an easy good. jog. One, yeah. one of the few times I beat you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. No, was- <laughs> do you um do you want to just talk about your your plan that you're on? Because it's a little bit different to what most of us follow, and we we follow kilometers. But you're um you're following a time based training program, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Like like the chat that I had to Paul about the training, and you know, with with what I do for work is quite physical, you know kids um and i've got like a bit of a, an achilles problem so he's just kind of done it all to suit all of those factors and yeah it isn't there is no actual kilometer like targets it's all time-based and um yeah i was listening to um there's a guy that we we all probably follow him on um strava and instagram jake townsend uh he's a like a local runner but he's like a you know really good runner he was on uh, another podcast. I can't think what it's called. It might be called Better With Running or something like that, but it's run by two running coaches. And uh, I was listening to that. Um, I do listen to it from time to time, but I was listening to it this week just to listen to Jake's interview. And one of the coaches there said, the, um, he said something along the lines of the skill of a really good coach is to make a really hard training program look easy. And then when you actually do it, it's not. And yeah. that, that's why I looked at the training program that um, Paul Gourlay had done for me. Uh, for anyone who's just tuned in and doesn't know, Paul, Paul Gourlay is one of the owners of a company called Runco. And uh, they coach uh, like sort of all um, levels of athlete from beginners to park runners, ultra uh, runners, marathoners, all sorts. They've got some kind of like sub elite people. They've got a couple of elite females and uh, yeah, I, tr- I do run on the odd occasion with Paul and I met him through the strider. So um, he's just doing my, um, my, tr- my plan for Gold Coast. And um, that's kind of what I thought when I read through the program, I was like, Oh man, I don't think this is enough. And then I thought that's my own um, insecurities about 
fitness and training. Like I always feel like even back in Thai boxing, I always felt like I needed to do more than I probably had to. Like how many Ks did you end up doing this week? Did you log it? Um, I just checked on my Strava. I think it was about 65 K something like that. Mm. Still good. So still a bit, but it's like, you're just looking at the plan and it's just building and building and building. And like, I'll talk about today's workout that I just did next week. I can tell that, that all of the sessions and the long runs and stuff, they're, they're, um, they're designed for, um, like to just get you to feel comfortable at marathon pace, which is like sub four fifteens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what time are you going for? What, what time are you aiming for, for the marathon? Two fifty nine, two fifty nine, fifty nine. Yeah. Under three, <laughs> anything under three hours, I'll be stoked. What pace I mean, is that? Four thirteen, is it? A four fifteen gets 4:15s. you three hours, so you just need to run. Like Peter Lewis says, you need to run four fifteens and then a four fourteen. Yeah, and true. Right, and you make it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you listened to my interview with Daniel. Oh, bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, he's doing the Townsville Marathon in August, and he wants to get in the two forties. So, um, mm. be interested to see uh, how his training plan pans out for that, and what time if he gets gets to it as well. Um, I'm trying to think, August is that going to be hot? Townsville will be. Uh, It'll be warm, right? Cold it? still. It'll be. It'll humid. be um, still winter, but still, I mean. Yeah. Anywhere Townsville. north of um, yeah. Bundaberg doesn't really have a winter. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my Saturday was that run to park run. And then um, Sunday was like, I'd say the first kind of like proper sort of like dipping your toes in the water for like a mat, what I think will be the, the marathon sessions. And that was uh, 60 minutes easy. And then 30 minutes on the program, it had at 420 to 430 pace. But I ended up um, going a bit quicker and I ended up averaging 4.15s and I actually was trying to like sort of stick to just above 4.20s. The way I ran Easy. along, I ran along like Easy a train. 4.20, yeah. <laughs> I ran along the, the train line to Redcliffe from my place and it just so happened that for me to turn around and get back home, like the whole way home was uphill, basically climbing. And not only that, the wind was howling in my face. So I was like working pretty hard on the uphills. And then when I did get a downhill, I was trying to relax, but it just pushed, like I ended up just pushing a bit too hard and I was just too quick. Are you checking your heart rate to um, to slow down if it was getting high? Yeah. So my average heart rate over that run, that, that worked out to be 18K exactly, an hour 30 and 32 seconds. And um, my average heart rate, was 140 this is only off the wrists too so i don't know how accurate that is but the last half hour was probably about 160 average so like 155 up to like the highest was 167 so not going absolutely eyeballs out but just you know it wasn't that hard but like put it this way i was glad to finish it like yeah so that was my week what about your week, Nathan? I guess you were tapering for the for the marathon on Sunday. Yeah, well, I actually had because I did the marathon forty three k. I worked it out with the with um the relays on Monday was ten k, and then I was late going for um on Tuesday, so I just went and did six and a half k because 
I think I ended up at 7K because I knew that I was going to do, I go 10K run the next day. And then if I did the marathon, which is about 43 and a half K, that would bring me up to 70K. And um, I haven't actually, um, go away, it's free trial. I haven't actually confirmed it, but um, you, should should swallow, actually... you should swallow that food, mate. You're like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. loving it. Peanuts. So <laughs> I'm thinking that I've actually done a 70k for the week. Nice. I'll tell you. A, well, approximately 70k for the week. So um, yeah, that's my longest week in a long time. I had to do a 43k run on Sunday to to uh, get it to that. But um, yeah. yeah, he won't show up, Steve, because he um. He didn't have a watch on for the real. Oh, I know yeah. he, we tagged yeah. him, but he missed the warm up or warm down or something. So yeah, no, I've, got, I've, added, I've added them. Your... I think I added them manually. Yeah. So oh, it's, cool. It's just a bit weird in the way that I've got a six k, um, a three point nine seven k was the warm up. Um, so that was like your ten k. Um, I manually added that because we did five laps, didn't we? With the, oh, with the warm yeah. down, you 6. must have been. 5. You must have been relieved to get your watch. Yeah, before the race. Even yes. though the altimeter seems to be buckered as well on this one, oh, but no. Um, least I, least I was following the course and it had. I was watching. I actually looked at the elevation profile map, which was good because I knew then where I was and what hills I had hmm. to to go. So I was like, oh, okay, well, we're coming up to the big peak, and I've got two more peaks, and then it should be pretty plain sailing so that was um that's really good to have um and yeah it was just that i think that confidence boost to go uh, how many k's have i done I can just look at my watch you know, like, how far have i got to go yeah it was pretty what good. was the actual elevation that they say the race was going to be then? well everyone else is getting about 1900 i'm getting 2344 because mm -hmm. i what happened at about the 30k mark i remember looking at my watch and it had no pace time oh, yeah. and i think i lost gps I lost pace and then obviously lost altimeter so it went like i'd basically just gone straight down when i was on the way down and then just it made guessing. it like come all the way back up again so there was that extra then there's another little when you look at it compared to daniel's um the profile is another little drop down when that shouldn't have happened so yeah, yeah it's um a bit weird the way that it's um it's done that so look, i'll give it a few times a few goes next couple of weeks i've done the found the area and done the screenshot, sent it off to Garmin. They're waiting to see if it is actually stuffed as well. And then I'll request the instinct two as a replacement yes. rather than just the instinct one. I sent mine off today as a replacement. So um, same reason they just asked for three or four, um, three or four workouts that they can, you can show that the ultimate doesn't finish. And one of them, like I, my driveway is 28 meters. I think me and Nathan had a conversation earlier saying his is 28 meters at his driveway as well. So roughly the same height to start with, yeah. but sometimes I get back and it's minus 15 at the end or positive 81. It's like way out. It's like gained, you know, 40 yeah. something bloody meters or lost, you know, lost common, 35 or 40. Common problem, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, all they're going to do is a free exchange. It just cost the postage from my end. I think it was about yeah. I've I've actually requested. Or to, can they re reimburse me the postage? I think they yeah. did once. Yeah, the first time I think they did. I can't remember. But yeah, I'm not sure. 
going back to my park run too um that for that milestone i think every other milestone like 50 100 yeah even though they're not hundreds uh, the last milestone before 250 that they actually acknowledge and there's also 150 obviously 200 i think your dad earlier this year or the end of last year got 200 steve woolley um i still try to pb so that's where my pbs have probably come from in the past i mean roughly around that time I went for it on the weekend too, but yeah, I just had nothing in the legs after the relays, eh? After those two days yeah. off and an easy run on Friday, I ended up with um, 20 minutes 21 for that run, so not too bad. Still a good so, run, mate. Still good. Yeah, still a good run. Just a little bit disappointed, but yeah, for how I felt, it was actually really good, so. But, mate, um, on, hopefully... um, on the, sorry, on the topic of park run, I think it's always good that we try and like sort of highlight any of the local good results. Um, I must mention, because it's super impressive, uh, female female runner, New Bowker, she's in the 50 to 54 age group. She won Central Lakes Park Run, which is just a little bit further north than North Lakes Park Run. She was first place overall. She got a new age group record and she ran 1853. That's bloody good for a... What age? You know, 50 to 54 mm. and uh, i just checked her strava she's um she won the australian masters um 10k she broke 40 minutes on the track um just recently she she regularly runs between 80 to 100k weeks pretty impressive eh yeah she just recently um, got her first a PB at North Lakes Park Run too for, for our local one, Steve, that she hasn't been able to do for like nearly four years. So wow. she got it back when she was 46. Well, we're going to say she's obviously over 50 now. Yeah. But um, when she was 46, she set a PB. Hasn't been able to get that for um, four years. And then just recently just reclaimed a new PB. I think I'm not sure it was low 18s. I think 18, 32. 1832 or something roughly around that at Norflex. What a legend. But, yeah, it's only like by a second or two seconds, but to get that after four years is a massive and, and being older too. So Mate, age but, um, is just a number. It is, and she flies too. Yep. Mate, also another local lad. He's definitely not a masters runner, but he's from Brisbane, so we should give him a shout. Kieran Perkins, not the swimmer the runner <laughs> yeah. from the Burt squad. He just won the, the Sydney 10 K, which was like a big event with all the elites and stuff in it. He won it. It was a 28 58. And uh, wow. as, as impressive as that is when I was running on Tuesday night with Ben Merlin, he said he's only really been running seriously for about three years, which oh. is just mind blowing. Isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. So he's broke 29 minutes. It? Um, yeah, yeah mid twenties. I'm, I'm just taking a guess. Yeah, he's, he's only young, eh? Yeah. yeah, he's in the army. I know he's in the army. Yeah, but I mate, have a bit of a story a... about him. He's got the park run um, record at North Lakes. It's fourteen forty-seven. Yeah. He only set that recently, and I was there on that day. And I remember yeah, somehow or other he's still that, and he had a crash on the on the last lap. So over the back with about a kilometre to go, he crashed into a lady that was turning in front of him with a, a pram of all things. 
and um, basically stopped and picked it up and made sure that she was all right and then took off and still got 1447. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Crazy. I was there that, that day. I videoed it. It's on my YouTube page. And I would yeah. actually run as hard as I could with the camera on the Burt because there was a few Burt squad guys there. There was um, that Kieran Perkins, Matt Hanson, Peter Bracken, and a couple of the other like gun guys. I don't really know their names, but you see them around at all the big events. And I run yeah. as hard as I could. Um, mind you, I was holding the camera, but I managed to keep them on film for about 400 meters. And then that was it. Gone. Never saw any of them again. <laughs> And I was flying for that first K. It's fast, though. How did Fraser's week go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had talked about that. Yeah. We went yeah. through it. He has, he's still yeah. recovering from COVID, even though he's never really had a positive test. Yeah. <laughs> did you never test your positive? No, two tests. Do you think you had it? No. I think so. Because then I was, last week I was tired, really lethargic in that as well. No. Did you do the proper PCR test? Yeah, yeah. I went yeah. through that one. No, I come back next. Drive through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was expecting it to come back positive. I thought it's got to, got to come back positive. I just had a message from Daniel. He forgot to mention that he is actually running again this uh, weekend um, at the pizza run. They do like a, I think they do like a. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. 10K yeah. down at the Botanical Gardens. Matilda and I were going to do it because the medal is actually looks like a slice of pizza. It's quite a cool little little medal. Um, and he's doing it with his three-year-old um, son at the weekend. So we just oh, give him a mention for that. And give that if you want to give that say you're beating well. Daniel Bunin, maybe get down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he just wanted to have a, I just sort of mentioned that. So yeah. really good, yeah. um, really good chatting with, you know, with Daniel, like last time we could have, could have gone on forever so i hope we don't yeah. uh, bore the listeners um too much with, with mate that. i reckon we roll into that interview now what do you reckon and no one else got any news i want to talk about nah let's hear the interview awesome So welcome to the podcast. Um, not only did he win the Noosa 50K Ultra uh, yesterday at the Brisbane Trail Marathon, which ended up being an ultra because it was over 43 kilometers, um, a winner again, and uh, we brought him back onto the show. Uh, welcome, Daniel. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, good to have you here, mate. Um now, I caught up with you yesterday morning in the dark uh, just before we kicked off um, the Brisbane Trail Marathon by um, Tracks Trail Running Australia of Queensland. And uh, it was still uh, humid like uh, Noosa, but uh, not quite as hot. But, um, yeah, it was good to, good to catch up with you quickly before the race. So, um, yeah, another win there, mate. Well done. Yeah, it was good to see you uh, as well always keen to see um a face and it was just good to put um uh to meet you in person as well because yeah, I, yeah. I hadn't actually met you in person only online so 
that was good and you weren't hard to miss in your fluoro shirt oh mate that was good to hear. Yeah. Was, well, well the reason i got there i got a couple of those is because the next time i do an ultra we wanted to be able, everyone to be able to spot me easy you know like the crew and so i went in the uh, there was a couple of people in bright orange actually but um i'm actually thinking of getting some uh, calf sleeves in bright orange to match it as well so <laughs> but there was a few people running it there was a guy with trail shoes on and they were bright orange as well i said oh, i need to nick those mate to go with my t-shirt <laughs> and, um, yeah the idea was that i'd get i've got a couple of those never cheap like 15 bucks at dfo just to be yeah. able to um just to wear and then if you change your top like it's easier for crew to spot you but um i would agree with that Everything seems to be Nike. Even do like a bright pink men's short as well, but I think that's going a bit too far. I've seen that. I've, I've yeah. seen that, but I've heard people cop it when they wear those. Yeah, and the boys saw a photo, uh, the photo of us two together, and they went, "Actually, Daniel's even taller than you." And like, I'm six foot one almost, so um, like you must be what six one two. Yeah, I think I'm just bang on six one. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I suppose I think I'm a pretty heavy framed um long distance runner yeah um well sparling steve sparling is six foot five and he doesn't even look like he's moving his legs he looks like he's shuffling when he runs and he just like looks so effortless yeah Um, well i think i think it adds to the being like 80 plus kilos as a ultra runner i think it adds to the toll it takes Mm. Um, when it comes to recovery so maybe not necessarily through through the event but recovery wise yeah um, i just feel like i get smashed well you need to i think as well you've got to eat more calories to maintain as well during the race and yeah. obviously you're, you're carrying more weight around so it's like cyclists used to get uh, i remember like reading all the lance armstrong books and that that they have that magic numbers like it's like a 6.1 or something and if you're 6.2 on whatever calculation they said that like the guy will say you won't win the tour de france but if you're six foot one it's like weight to power output yeah. ratio and yeah. you know the light you are but you can produce the same power better you know it, it's it's better for you you know you're 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 it's something to do with you know, i don't know how they work it out but um yeah but you know, i'm i have trouble maintaining my weight you know and i was just talking about that with my mum today and getting enough calories in and also yeah. being diabetic as well you know you eat extra food you got to have extra insulin then it can mess your sugar up and then you're sort of like oh Maybe I just won't bother eating. I fit, you know, I might think, oh, an afternoon tea, but I won't eat it because it's going to mess my sugar yeah. up. And my sugar's okay. So the whole uh, these these um, these things, you know, add add into it. And that's obviously like when you're running, you're doing an ultra, and the, you know, you think, got to think, okay, I've got to maintain a certain amount of energy in because you're expelling more than exactly, someone at sixty yeah. kilos. You know? Yeah, and it's the same just day to day, just the amount of training. Um, I, like I eat a lot, but yeah. I, if I eat, if I, if I do eat less then it, training suffers and, and I'm just always hungry. So I, yeah. I really struggle to drop, even with, if I do a hundred plus weeks, I struggle to drop weight just cause I'm so hungry. Yeah. Well, I don't get that hunger so much like I used to when I was your age. Um, so <laughs> uh, that's half my problem is I don't have the sort of the, those feelings to eat more and then i get full fairly quick so i need to i need to yeah look into that a bit more you know force feed myself on a drip or something yeah <laughs> yeah so how have you pulled up after yesterday yeah just pretty sore um the existing 
little niggles I had are, are probably the worst. Just yes. my ankle, ankle and foot, and um, on the left side and the lower back, um, which I've had issues with for a little bit. Mm. But other than that, other than that, just some obviously some DOMS, some muscle soreness. Yeah. Um, but I was just told you uh, before the recording, I was just kicking the ball around with my one of my kids in the backyard, yeah. so I, I can at least still wobble around i'm not yeah, as bad yeah. as i was after the last event yeah yeah it's um I, I was i was a bit ginger this morning back i took a paracetamol and that definitely helped and then we had some stuff to do and there's always plenty to do here at the farm and, and then i've been doing a horse's hooves this afternoon so um yeah trying to tackle a couple of horses it's um yeah that certainly got the legs and everything moving so um, yeah yeah, yeah. i might wake up again sore tomorrow i found actually my shins shin muscle is short is sore this time yeah and, and i think maybe because of the walking and because of the steepness of the hills maybe and uh that might have been um the reason for that yeah yeah i get i get that with when there's a lot of steep descents yep. i get that that um that tib ant soreness yeah on the outside of the shin yeah and my ankles actually, but my, my ankles, my calves are good. So usually I know if I, if I got not such good cushioning shoes. Now I wore those, uh, they made my feet sore, those Salomons I was wearing. But uh, the drop on them was 11 mil. So that obviously saved the um, saved the calves. So I think my yeah. speed goats are about a four or six mil drop. So I've got to make sure I stay above that and I don't get any soreness with them. But um that grip yeah. really helped me on the uh, skiing down the mud hill of uh, what's that Hell's Hole. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. just seen that on was the map. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> how did you how did you tackle that one? Was it? it yeah. wasn't that bad by the where you were there, but by the time I got there, I was it was just like a skating rink. Yeah, no, it was like that from the start. It was because okay. I, I heard it's been like that for a few weeks. It hasn't dried up since yeah. like the last lot of, of rain. So. It was very slippery, but I man, managed to stay on my feet. It was I had a bit of fun with it, actually, just sort of surfing. You go down. down the middle, or you go down the soccer. So there was people in front of me grabbing trees as they were going down, and sort of like then letting go and grabbing another tree. And yeah, I just bombed it, went for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it was kind of like just surfing in some parts of it. Yeah. Um, so you didn't do a Steve skate, special skating down. No, stayed on my feet. Jesus. Yeah, and and uh, getting up the hill, you you managed to. You're okay. Did you run? Did you did you run up there? You'd have to run up those hills most of them, did you, to um to run it in that speed? So I think I mentioned it last time we chat. Um it's sort of just uh something I came up with myself, but I just have like a heart rate threshold that I'll work off. So it's like effort based. So depending yeah. on the gradient and the distance of the hill, I'll um as soon as my heart rate gets to around 160. Mm-hmm. oh that's when i'll walk okay so that's essentially my little golden rule so if it's um if it's really steep i'll just start walking um yep. and there are, there, there's re- a few of those ones yesterday are really steep where walking's probably yeah. quicker than trying to run it anyway actually yeah i was walking with my stick well i was walking with my poles and that just really made touch of difference going up those hills i was like pop. yeah just walking past people and they were stopping standing still like you know they look at you going you could see they were thinking shit i wish i had poles too yeah but, um, yeah there was a, there was a fellow that um in the lead pack that had um poles yeah and and he was 
it just looked effortless and he was cruising up and down yeah. those um, steeper, slippery hills. Yeah. But um, I think in terms for my injuries, like the ankle especially, I think I was better off being on a, like a slippery wet track rather than a dry and um, oh, loose. Because yeah. if it's dry and loose, um, I suppose that sudden movement, yeah. you can sort of roll or, or whatever, whereas the slip, you don't really get the roll of an ankle. Yeah. Or a twist of a knee, it's sort of your legs just sort of move from under. There's a bit more cushioning, of... I suppose, wasn't there? With that softer, softer mud, there was some tricky parts. I mean, there was some really like um, uh, rocky parts as well in places, wasn't there? And that was, I was like, oh, yeah. that wasn't great, wouldn't be great for your ankle. But um, how'd you get through them? All right, yeah, yeah, it was all fine. Like, I had my ankle strapped up, so it was, yeah. it was okay. I just, um, I suppose I just focused on making sure I was playing my foot in the right spot a lot more than what I normally would. I had to think yeah. about it a lot more. Uh, but other than that, it, it was okay. It's just sore today. Did it give you any pain during the race? No, no, I didn't. Um, the last couple of um, like longer sessions I've done, including Noosa, I have um, like rolled it once or twice. Yeah. Where I didn't. Even, I didn't even roll it yesterday. It's just pulled okay. up a bit ginger. Yeah. So I think I think the wet track helped with that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just talk us through the race from the start and that, and how it panned out, and uh, you know, like with there, how many people were viewing, and then how it sort of went down from like maybe like four or five to three to two, and then you found yourself out in the lead. Just walk us through that. Yeah, it was actually a, um, in terms of the racing, it was a fun race. It was um, so early on. There was a pack of um, probably four. Well, one one fellow ran off early on and led early yeah. um was he the guy with his top off that's right yeah, yeah the yeah. shirtless guy um so he ran off early and he looked pretty strong so and then there, behind that there was a pack of four of us um and then for the first probably five or more k's you could look back and see a string of people yeah. um and then at about 10k in maybe a little bit more um one guy stopped for a toilet break and then we didn't see him again um it was essentially me and one other guy um rob who uh he's pretty fit he's been training for uta um down in new south wales um so and he was a really fast um at, at the downhills really good descender so it was him and I that was just sort of running. Um, so you caught the guy really... out. There. You, you caught the, did, he didn't place in the top three, did he? The topless guy? Yeah, he he placed second. Okay. Right. Yeah. So he so it was um, myself and this other fella were basically just swapping over on the downhills. He would go, he'd get in front of me, and then on the uphills, I'd get in front of him while um, the leader was still off in the distance. And then once those big climb started um uh the other guy who i was with he was pretty strong climber as well but he, i suppose he faded at about the same time we started to get um leader in our sights yeah so um uh i was talking to him afterwards and he said it was basically just nutrition so and, and nicholas was second and then yeah, robert, that's right. robert was third yeah that's right yeah. yeah how close were they let's just look at the times i uh, said so, um They've got you at 3.59. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. And yep. 
and 24 seconds or something. Yeah, so crikey, that's uh, just cracked that's it. Great. Just, did you know and you that, were close to the time? Are you trying to thought, oh, I could get, I could try and get it in four hours, or you just run? No, see how you went. Yeah, without without elevation, I wasn't. I didn't even look at the nah. look at the time. Yeah. Was, you had um, him by five minutes then, so that was probably a good, nearly a K on him. And then, yeah, um, so, and then, and that's so what, he, how um, did that go? How, what, uh, how long were you together for until you sort of split? So, that final checkpoint, um, you know, where you it was a, on a descent and then and it was a sharp, a, right. a sharp left, a sharp right, back. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's right when I so that was after a big climb, a really long climb, yeah, um, and then, um, that's when uh, I caught him and he um and not the e-brake was that an e-brake or you before that would have been before that wouldn't it but is that so as you come up down the hill and then hook a right around the like a hairpin right is that uh, where you got him no no i was straight after the checkpoint you hooked a sharp left okay. and then went back up a hill uh i wish i remembered um at what point it was probably about 13k to go oh uh, okay yeah 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 um, maybe a little bit more, but um, yeah, I know where you are. Yeah. So that's right when I caught him, and um, and I just as part of my little plan, that's when I had a little snack. Um, so I just tucked in with him, tucked in behind him, maybe two k, and then the next um, we just had a little chat, and the next um, big climb, he, I, I suppose he started to fade yeah. from what he told me afterwards, and um, and. I think I've told you before, the climbing is what I sort of need if it's uh, down to a race like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's where that's where the gap, I suppose, opened up. Yeah, good. Uh, after that, it was um, with about 8K to go, I started to start really feel it in the quads. Um, the, and little cramps started, but it was mainly just yeah. fatigue. A lot of fatigue in the quads. Um, yeah. So that's when I started doing the look backs just to see. Uh, to be honest, I thought Rob was going to maybe catch Nick well because yeah. um, because of his descending, uh, but he faded as well. Okay. So so that after I took over um, Nick, uh, that's that's the order of the top three. That's that yeah. remained. Yeah. With, and that um, last that last ten k was a lot faster than every other part of the. It was course, just dry, so wasn't it? And it was, um, a, you know, I look at my splits and um, I didn't have my fastest K then, but um, I was I was more consistent with a, a general, I think it was about seven minutes a K averaging. But it just, um, it just uh, was a lot easier to run because it was sort of like, it, it was the most runnable part of the course, wasn't it? Because it was, even though there were still hills in it, um, yeah, it was, it was uh, that undulating up and down, up and down, and someone yeah. uh, of your caliber would just, yeah, just get. I had to. Some of them, I just went, oh, I just bite the bullet and just kept, uh, just uh, took a took a, a walk with me. Yeah, with sticks. Yeah, and, it was um, at that point holes. at that in that last ten k. That was I don't know if I did walked any of those hills because they were they weren't steep enough or enough, long enough. Yeah, yeah. So I um. I just made sure. And I was moving. cramping in my adductors and my adductors were sore. You know, the inner quad down there was um, sore from the relays we'd done on Monday. And I think just running at a different pace, running around a, around a sort of almost a track there and running on tarmac, um, that uh, 
that they were sore from that. And I remember stretching during the week. Um, yeah. And my left one was the one that started. It did went to cramp partway through the, the near the end there. And I remember when I was sat on the grass at the end, it went to, it actually cramped and I had to walk, get to move my leg a bit sharply to um, stop that happening. But um, yeah, I think the humidity played a, played a part on that just just sweating so much you know so, yeah it was, um yeah it was a lot of sweat from the humidity but i, I got pretty wet with those creek crossings too oh, I was, okay. um, just to get rid of some of the mud i didn't i wasn't careful normally yeah, I'm i went careful. rock hopping i went rock hopping yeah <laughs> I, I normally do do that but because of the mud i um i just yeah went straight through them and just tried to clean it out a bit yeah yeah, yeah. and those yeah. shoes i that, had the the grip so big, it was like they were—they really held onto the mud. I noticed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've had a—I've had a pair of those before. The speed cross three, and they—they yeah. they do that top of mud can just stay on there. It was very clay, wasn't it? Real clay yeah. on the mud. It yeah. just like stuck to you. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to come off um, too too easily. So, um, were you were you surprised that um, that you got the win? Because I know speaking to you, you were like, oh, I'm just. I, you know you, you you had some back problems and and some and sleep and and obviously um you know the the ankle as well so yep. um it were you you know if you'd come second or third would you sort of learn that that's just the way it would have would have happened so yeah that's right i just thought um just i think i've told you i said it last time we spoke um i, I really don't like entering an event and then not do it so regardless of the condition I was in, I was just going to um, yeah. run it and treat it. If I had to treat it like a long run, I would. Yeah. Um, but given that the, the way it panned out early on, um, yeah. once, once it did break up into that top three sort of thing, I thought, like, I thought, oh, there's no harm in it. And, yeah. um, my injuries weren't getting worse. They just existed still. So... I thought there was no harm in that 10k being a little last 10k being a little bit quicker and and that's that really I guess so um happy to, obviously to have the win but I wasn't going in and put leaving it all out there like I did at Noosa. Yeah. And there was only 79 finishes so I don't I don't think there was any DNFs as such but um maybe because of the weather and 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 stuff I don't know how many actual entrants there were but um and uh, but it seemed, yeah, a little bit low compared to unless more people had opted for the half marathon. I think they had pretty good turnout um, for the half. Yeah, it yeah. seemed that way. It did yes. seem that way. And I think there's a few other newer events um, that have a bit more hype um, as well, like like your guzzler and everything. And yeah. these the event organisers do seem to all work together with each other because that's the trail running community. But yeah. Um, I think there is a few other events that have a bit more hype than this. So if people, uh, if you do that one event a year or one event every six months, mm. probably other ones that they choose now. Yeah. Yeah. Guzzler uses some of the same course and the, half, right. yeah. the half Guzzler um, and Spartan's doing the, um, the half and I'm doing the BTU 110, which again uses some of the same, yeah. Course. but i mean it's a nice place to run it's just that that hell hole is a is is hell <laughs> yeah yeah if it's wet if it's dry it's all right but um yeah we're still gonna hurt but uh yeah so um yeah i'm probably one of those 
well, like yourself, we just do a, a few, um, you know, if you're, if you're not injured and you're okay, you can do like Noosa, then do do that one. And then I've got BTU um, coming up. What Have you got anything else you're sort of planning for? You Be strategic and not to scare the competition. Uh, well, I want to go, um, I was thinking of BVRT. Yeah, um, that's what you said mile, before. Which I mentioned last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, there's, what's it called? The Dead Cow Gully crew are putting on something out yes. in Gympie, the Western Western Branch 100 or something it's called. Are they doing it at the same place where they did Dead Cow Gully uh, Backyard Ultra? No, it's up, it's up towards Gympie. Okay, this, yeah. This one. I suppose um, it's one of the things you've got to think about. Do you stay the night before? Because you don't want to be yeah. driving that early. And then if you, yeah, if yeah. Then you've got to drive home. And you got to think. That's it. And I'm not too, I don't know what to do in these, those longer events where you have to do that kind of thing. But um, I have yeah. committed to a marathon in August. Oh, excellent. Well, that's one of the questions that we've got um, here is uh, committing to, um, you know, like any plans for a road uh, marathon soon? Yeah. So August is it. Um, and that is solely just to try and crack that um, PB. Uh, I guess while I still can. What's your PB for the road? It's only, it's just over two hours 50. Okay. But that's, um, that's with pretty much the whole run solo. That was at like the Logan running festival. So it was okay. around the wetlands. So real yep. windy, real windy looped course. And I was um, basically ran alone. So mm-hmm. if I'm fit, I'm confident I'll beat that. Yeah. Um, and the goal forever basically has been to be a 240 something marathon yeah. runner so so what marathon so, are you doing uh townsville townsville okay yeah and that's just it won't be too hot the timing then. of that yeah and the, the timing it's all just um because we've got some family up there so yeah. i'm just tying tying that in um yeah. it's good good time but so i have to just weigh up in terms of what's coming up before then i have to weigh up if it's the smartest thing to do um yeah a long event yeah because you've got then it, it messes up your training and you don't want yeah, if you've got right. any injuries and that and then you've you've got i suppose you've got to consider as well your training plan um, right. and fitting in fitting in with that yeah because steve right, so. uh woolly's doing the gold coast marathon he's oh yeah that so he's good. on a training plan um yeah for that. what we are 10 weeks out that, um, be... from that That'd be good to hear that build up. Yeah, yeah. So we're really looking at his training plan and everything else. How did your ankle from Noosa affect your um, training um, since then and leading up to yeah. the course? Yeah, it was uh, um, pretty annoying, but it, uh, I think just from the football or soccer background, I've kind of always had, before um, years prior, always had sore ankles, basically. So I kind of mm-hmm. know if it's, if it's fully cooked or if it's just a um, still bearable. Um, so on the roads, it didn't affect me too much, but a few sessions I got in on the trails, I, um, I rolled it a few times mm-hmm. and I, um, I even fell over as well, trying to not roll it yeah. um, and crack the phone screen. Oh. Classic ones. No, no, protector. Uh, no protector on it. No, it does. Um, oh. well, I, I think the protector took most of it. Uh, which oh. is good um so 
it affected me when in regard to that but my approach with that kind of almost like nutrition is i strapped it up a few different ways to see yeah. what worked best um because rigid rigid taping on the ankle on the trails i just it wasn't comfortable it yeah. sort of felt like i was if Too i needed to roll it yeah if i needed to roll it then i would have to go over i'd have to just fall over which is yeah. can be dangerous if you're descending or something so i actually went with like your um uh, like your rock tape sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was more just, I really focused on the, on the planting of my foot. So that it was more about having it in the right position, almost like that pronating feel yeah. for when I land. Um, and it was all just about feeling because that was in my mind, that was going to prevent a roll um, if it was going to happen. So yeah. I had, I had it taped up in, with that in mind. Um, and I, like I said, similar to trying out nutrition, I tried out a few different ways. So I was happy on the day yesterday um, of how I had it strapped, just from um, playing around a little bit with it. So and it seemed to work out. It's a soccer thing. Up, Fraser's got uh, he straps one of his ankles up. He's got the same, but um, I didn't play too much soccer and never really injured it. But um, Woolly and I both were kickboxers. Have been kickboxers for many years, so we've always trained barefoot and uh you know when you're kicking bags and everything else i think that's helped strengthen our ankles yeah um for that so i do sort of almost twist my ankles in a lot of times i actually i did at the weekend my foot went but it's got such good stability that i just seem to sort of bang and sort of bounce off it you know so i've just been i've just been uh lucky i think touchwood um for that (laughs) so yeah yep so uh, another question we got here come in um uh what is your honest opinion of the local trail scene in Queensland? We've got some good trails. I mean, I know that if you've got to run, sometimes it is Mount Cuther and Mount Nebo, but I think uh, Noosa showed that, that we can expand uh, yeah. that. And then, you know, I think there, there's definitely more trails that we could try and make use of for, for races and stuff. But yeah, the actual trail scene itself. It's definitely on the on the increase in popularity um and like you said the trails are probably the attraction for most people and we all know trail runners um come in all shapes and sizes that's what's awesome about trail running you don't need it's not like a skinny frame that uh, you know is going to be at the top 10 or whatever it can be it's so much more comes into it like your mental toughness etc so the we're attracting the right crowds um, the right people are getting involved. My only concern is that um, with all these events that are popping up, that we oversaturate it. Mm. So, like, like you do start getting those low numbers, uh, yeah. which can be good. It can be good for some people um, to get a win or a podium, but um, I think, yeah, we there's there's a lot of there's multiple. Um, like governing bodies so to speak yeah and like i said earlier they all seem to be getting along and working together in some aspects but we just need to be careful that we don't overdo it i like what you touched on with the um because the trail running community i don't think is as you know big as the road running community and some people cross between the two like like i will and um and um steve sparling will um but you look on the queensland running calendar there's there can be multiple road run running events on the same weekend, but 
they may be of completely different distances but usually when yeah. you do a, a trail run it's going to be a minimum of like 23k um there is one coming up at, um i think they're into adventure at uh, they do um you and maddock dam up yep. at um landsborough and they've got like a 5k 10k i think i think a 13 maybe a 21k so they've got a few different distances there and i think that might attract a few more people into oh well i could do 5k next time i go and do a 10k if i can do 10k yeah. i could do 13k if i can do 13 i could go jump to the to the 21k you know and, and that that progression but usually some of these like they're they're like a full marathon or 50k or 100k and you can't do it's not like you're going to do one of those a month no uh, so you've got to pick pick your right one and then like you say that may cause lower numbers um for the others so yeah, yeah. that's um that is i suppose a dilemma that we we face as as um we move forward that uh it, it's you know, you don't want someone to go, oh, don't run that event because everyone's going to be doing the guzzler. But then you have to, I suppose, be, if you're running other events, you have to be, you know, um, uh, sort of honest with yourself and go, are we going to be able to attract the people? You know, not yeah. be so arrogant. Go, oh, well, if they don't want to do that one, don't want to do ours, then blow them. But if, if there is going to be that, if they're only a race two weeks apart, then it may it'd be interesting because right. i'm doing brisbane trail uh, the brisbane trail ultra and then the guzzler is actually two weeks after that so that might split people's um allegiance you know it's like oh i think it, I, I think it has i think it has done that and it'd be interesting if it's dropped the numbers the numbers have changed but i don't know if it runs that time dates every year um so i mean the guzzler has been going a while but i don't know how long the brisbane trail ultra um has been going but, yeah um, that's only a few years um maybe two years uh, i'm yeah. not sure if they even ran it last year but i ran the first year the 30k yep um, that's right. um but yeah i think and i think that even that first year split up the the trail running community yeah a little bit and like i said i think it's all um people all work together so to speak or uh, accept each other but there's just a lot of a lot of them popping up these um, events. Mm. So, but I think also with the nut in regard to numbers is the, um, it, just the old, the distance itself, you get mm. a lot of non-starters because you get a lot of commitment and there's always going to be a large amount of people for whatever reasons in life, they didn't get the mileage up and they have to pull out flavor and turn up. Yeah that's that's the ultra whether it's trails or not that's the ultra world and it's not like you're just going to do a 10k there's a lot of commitment involved and there's a lot of preparation involved and if you're not exactly. really feeling 100 like you might have a niggling injury and you go oh, i might be right doing 10k but if i've got to do 50 or 100 um exactly that's you're not yeah, gonna that's, that's the point. you're not gonna get it and it's just that like, you think oh wait wasting my money so i might picked up my entry to the 110 uh off a guy who was selling it online at literally half oh, yeah. the price it would cost me to enter so nice. but he he he'd actually postponed it twice before and he had it because of covid it got cancelled and he was like oh he, he just couldn't make it because i think he's doing kosciuszko so i said oh, i'm happy to take it off yep. you and now i'm yep. sort of like oh what have i done <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah that runs through everyone's head i think when they sign up to something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah i think just uh, the just 
uh, popularity wise and getting uh, obviously people want good numbers um, is to have these sort of events uh, planned out right and uh, as we said uh, people won't be doing a 50k every month um, so they might go I'm going to pick 150 or 100 um, for the year um, like my BTU 110 I, I don't know when I'll do a big race like another 50 after that I haven't got uh, anything in my head other than when I go to France do a 23k um, race but um, yeah so I, I, you know it's um, planning it all and fitting it in your diary and then doing some consistent training to be able to perform not that you know like 90% of the people who enter know they're not going to win but they at least want to be able to finish and do yeah, the, and, that's, and that's the goal for most people but I think on the flip side um, I don't mind being a wide selection so I, I don't think we're there where it's over like overdone yet yeah you just have to be careful of it because I do like the wide selection because um, to what you were saying I essentially like I it's rare that I'll make a call from a really far um, like six months out from a race um, unless there's something else around it, like a family event or something, um, or a holiday, for example. So, uh, having the options around, you know, Southeast Queensland or Queensland, it's, it's, I actually like it. Um, yeah. But we just have to be careful. Yeah. I was running with the last there that, um, uh, CJ knows I carpooled with, um, and she only entered Friday night for mm. the marathon at the weekend because they, they uh, en um, entries reopened so yeah, you know some right. people might only give it a few weeks before they go oh you know what i'm feeling good i might actually do that um, yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll always have the event like in, in my mind um which helps the training but it's um my i suppose my the way i roll is just the I keep the training going as best I can. And if it looks like I can maintain or get to a certain point, um, then I'll try and choose an event to enter. Yep. yep. I think most runners always run whether there's an event or not. Yep. So um, when do you think you'll get back? Uh, are you going to get some physio on the ankle or are you going to get back running this week at some point? Yep. Yep. I'll, um, um, I'll probably give it another another day i gave it today i'll give it another day i might um just do some gym tomorrow and uh probably just try and run the next day just a light start easy and ease in, ease back to it um and in a week or two i'll try i'll try and make a call on if i do anything before august or not but um oh, i'll do something but yeah. anything of significance yeah, uh, and, and then I suppose the, you don't have to worry so much about the ankle when you're doing the road marathon um, in terms of worrying about rolling yeah. it, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's like, I don't think it's bad enough to be too concerned, like you said, especially if I'm not on the trails. Um, yeah, it's kind of like an old BMX. If you leave it long enough, it'll fix itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, good, good. Um so yeah, just uh, want to say well done again, mate. And it was really good having you on the first time. So it was um, it was great to to have you um, on again. And um, well, I don't know if there's uh, really anything else to 
to um, if you had anything else to say about uh, about the weekend. Um, I'll quickly add that um, just about my entry and the reason I did that uh, the BTM, and that's from um, the White Rock race earlier on in the year. Um, there was confusion with the course marking and um, it was probably equal responsibility organizers and myself and um, other runners but um, myself and the, there was two of us leading that race at White, White Rock and we went the wrong way um, but the organizers who um, were, uh, they're like I said, they all seem to be working together, all the people who organise the events. And they offered me um, and the other fella who were leading that race um, entry into a um, track event. So kudos to them. Uh, and that's why, that's the reason um, I entered this okay. event um, so yeah. soon after Noosa as well, because it is pretty close. Yeah. So it was essentially... Um, yeah, the the free entry which got me into the event. Um, so obviously pretty thankful for that. And they yep. handled it. They handled it really well. Like I said, it was. Um, Where did you end up coming in that white rock race? Uh, maybe, maybe close, maybe eighth or ninth, something like oh, that. Okay. I can't but exactly you, remember. Uh, how much I ended up running, did you go? Well, I ended up having the. A, there was a loop, and it was a pretty crucial moment. And I ended up running um, like 4K more, something like oh. that, three or 4K more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Either. Yeah. And because um, it was like an extra loop that uh, we did, there was no like quick course correction by the time we realized. So it was... Um, Just it not properly marked. Is that, is that what you... Oh, look. No. So there was... Um, there was... Uh, in that conservation area, there's a few, tra there's like a main trail and there's often little side things you can take, yep. which still end up back on the trail just because through the single track areas. Yep. And, um, and it was one of those where um, the, the course marking was, but we went on one of these little side things. It was only a few meters off that, I suppose. Yep. And you, cause you just have to make the call during yep. all those weaving single tracks. You just have to make the call yourself. Yeah. Um, so it was just during one of those parts that we um, didn't see the course mark just because we were on a few metres off off that where they put it. Um, so, and that was um, that was some young whippet too. So that's what, 25K is it? I can't remember the distance of that. And that there was some young fella and I up the front. So I was pretty gassed. And you know how your um, decision-making is when yeah. your uh, heart rate's up and you're fatigued and you um, don't want these young fellas showing you up. So, so there was, um, yeah, equal, like I said, equal parts, probably the mistake that was made. Um, but you would hope as a runner, you don't have to worry about that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but like I said, they handled it. They were really cool about oh, that's it. That's great. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's what got me the entry into this. And um, so it obviously paid off for me to mm. to take them up on it and yeah. enter it. And I've got to say, the course yesterday was really well marked. Um, it was very so, well, um, and it was um, um, pretty accurate too. I put it through. I um, downloaded the GPX file and put it through my watch, and it was pretty good too. So what did you was, get? How many k's did you get on yours? 
Oh yeah, like forty three point six something. Yeah, I got forty three point two something, which um, correct forty three point four eight on my Strava. Yeah, and then I've got um, but I've got like about three or four hundred meters more elevation than you, and uh, I think my at one point I looked down at my watch and it didn't have it didn't have a pace, so I think I may have lost GPS, and that's why the just went it bottomed out as I'd gone down and then back up. Because if you look at your, on Strava, your uh, elevation map and compared to mine, I've got a, about 30K, I've got a big dip, which I think I lost it and then right. lost the distance. So that, what, would, watch? that would make it. I know you're a Garmin. Garmin Instinct. And it's the third one uh, I've had. I just arrived on Friday and I got it all plugged in and working, put the map in. Um, and um, when it saved it, it saved it as a workout, not a run. Um, so I had to then change it to a run. Then it added the um, added the elevation. So that may have been a mix up in that. But I noticed that when I, there was one point when I looking down at my watch, it didn't have a pace, and then the pace was like I was cruising on pretty good time. It was like eleven, saying it was doing eleven minutes a k. I was like, well, yeah. that can't be right. So I think that might be the the error. So I'll just um, use it this week and just see. I've sent. I've done the usual printout you have to do to check the barometer and that. So I've sent that off to Garmin and we'll just wait and see. Um, but I'm, I, uh, Steve Sparling is, is our technical guru. He said, you probably need the instinct too, because the, uh, an upgrade, because the barometer has been upgraded for that one. Um, and that may be the issue with the old instincts. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't given you an, an instinct too. Um, so I might, that might be the next thing to ask for, for that. Well, at least they gave you some meters instead of taking it off you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky that, uh, yeah, they, they're happy to replace it and they seem to be, um, that seems to be fairly common, uh, with yeah. them to do that. So fair play. fair play. I think if you've got a 10 year old watch, it might be a bit different, but, um, yeah, cause right. they can, they can check when you first ever connected it to Garmin connect. So um, they know then so, how long the watch has been been used for. So that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But um, a lot of the military use the Garmin Instinct now too. So if, if the GPS is off, that's um, that's a bit of a worry. Yeah. Well, the GPS is all right. It's just the barometer. The altimeter was the issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. GPS has always been like good. But I think what has happened is I lost. I did lose some signal or something, you know, yeah, glitch okay. in the matrix um, somehow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but no, it was great, uh, great course. It was good. Um, it was actually good to do those hills in knowing in preparation for future races. And, and if it's going to be wet like that, then the poles will, will uh, be, um, be needed. Yeah, that was a good on. call. You taking the poles because I knew you were debating with yourself. So good call. And I only that. got them on, I think I only got them like Wednesday or Thursday. So I was just practicing, like deploying them, putting them back up. And and I think I deployed them about 11K, like clicked them in, and I never put them away until just before the end. And I just was, I'd put two in each, two in one hand and just use them as I was running like a stick in your hand, you know, yep. rather than, um, yep. and that, because they're so light, they're like 300 grams for the, the 297 grams for the pair. Yeah. Right. I've come a uh, long way. Yeah. Uh, and they definitely were worth the 235 bucks. So um, what brand, they just saved what me on the day. I got the Black Diamond Carbon Z oh, yeah. one because they're called a Z because they fold like a Z and just clamp them up. But um, they deploy just so quickly and come apart as well to fold them back up so quickly. But yeah. um, 
I, I actually said in the video at uh, about a, a few K in on my on the GoPro, I said I've got my poles with me today, but I'm probably going to need them more on the wet downhills than the uphills. And you know, it was, that's uh, was a good call because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really did save me. I went straight down the middle, like uh, on some of them, just with the poles, and yeah. I felt confident because I just had the, had the poles. But I definitely used them going up the hills was just uh was just magic so i'm a convert now <laughs> yeah yeah i i haven't i've only used them on um longer than that but that course yeah. would have been close to close to needing them because the, mm. some of that um after that second creek crossing whatever that hill is called that's um that's almost crawling up it's so steep 60 at least 60 percent wasn't it yeah yeah it was yeah, yeah. So um, that course is close to needing poles. If it was dead dry, I think you'd be, you would, you'd go, oh, that, you'd be okay. But being in the wet like it was and and that, and the steepness of those hills uh, for someone like me, then, um, yeah, it was good to have them. And, and they only weighed 300 grams, so it's like it wasn't, but it's just finding room to put them on your vest when you don't yeah. need them and then taking that time to sort of put them away or deploy them when you, when you want them. But um, for 100K, I think, um, if you're going to do 100k in Queensland, it's going to be enough. Essential, yeah. yeah hills to, to um, warrant them. Yeah. Hey, what's your thoughts on um, the mandatory gear checks? Because I was a little bit suspect on a few of the people carrying well, the mandatory gear. Um, the mandatory like to... gear. There's a mandatory gear, but then there's no check. But actually, yeah. for BTU, you actually have to take your bag in and take your gear in. But then, yep. what happens if? is someone there to check that you haven't taken it out on the start line, but they reckon they do spot checks. So yeah. if you haven't got it, then you either got to get it or you're disqualified. So yeah. um, I was spot checker at, at the guzzler when I did that and I'm, but I'm happy about that. That's, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Cause it's it, some events, the mandatory gear is quite substantial. So it's, it's a big difference. Guzzler is as well. Even the half guzzler is pretty, pretty, the, yeah. BTU, I mean, I know it's winter, I understand it. Look, it's, I think it's probably is for their insurance as yep. well. And worst exactly. case scenario, you know, have they put something in place? If someone, you know, you never know when you might just fall over, you might get bitten by a snake and you've got to sit there and wait. And you could be waiting a while. And if a rainstorm comes through and it's dark yeah. and then the temperature drops, it's like, you know, you, you could get into some grief. So, exactly. but the so checking is the issue. The yeah. There was no checks yesterday. No. Um, and there really is. But so I understand why they they cover it off by saying it's mandatory, but um for insurance. But when it comes to fairness, yeah, um, that's that's where it gets and I'm happy to me. take it, you know. I'm happy to go, you know what, I'll take it in my gear. It's not like UTMB, which is that is like you gotta pack your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. For for that. It's like and most of the people if you look like um, Courtney to water, she'll carry flask in the front. But when you look for running yeah. from behind, her backpack is full because of the man. They have thermals and everything, yeah. Waterproof trousers, waterproof gloves, yeah. Um, yeah. a waterproof coat with a hood. Um, yeah. But what I've noticed that, that the North um, North Face guys do is they vacuum seal them like, like um, in bags. So it's all shrunk yeah. down and she shrinks it down so they're easier. Because the likelihood is if you're someone of, higher race caliber you're not, not going to need those um those right. garments so they just vacuum seal them but that's definitely a way of of uh, 
decreasing the volume obviously it doesn't decrease the weight but it decreased the volume um for that but yeah we've got a btu they actually you have to take your gear in for them to check it um that's off. good so that's fair enough and i've got a few questions and options so i'm going to take like i might have three garments for my for the <laughs> um uh for for one of them to go like well, you know i've got them all here which one is qualifies you know because you don't want to go all the way there and then they go no nah, that's not it and you go shit i've got to either buy one or go all the way home and grab the other the other yeah. one and come back to get it checked so i'll just take everything and then whatever's good goes in the bag but um yeah that'd be quite a quite a pack um for some of them i think the guzzler because i just think because of the, where you're running and where you where you are and it's not always accessible by a, a road um someone's got to go in with a four wheel drive to get you if you if you you know do yourself a mischief so yeah and, the, and obviously if for the people that do pull a swifty and don't take it um the next runner is most likely going to help them anyway so yeah. there'll be people taking the risks but if you imagine if someone had slipped going down hell hole yesterday and say they slipped a broken arm or leg like you're not getting a vehicle down that hill to get them out like no, they're probably no going to get winched there's no out. vehicle yeah, no. there's no so you've either got to, to help walk them out. You're not going to carry them out because it's just too yeah. too wet and slippery. You're probably going to need a chopper to <laughs> bloody send someone If it's down. a lower limb, if lower limb can... injury like that, yeah, you would yeah. have to. And you go get through the canopy um, yeah. as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you know, it's um, and then someone might be thankful of having a, a waterproof jacket or a space. I have my space blanket yeah. and, and that with me in my bag. So yeah, um, yeah, I always do the mandatory gear. I'm uh, I yeah. like it. Like if that's what they say, then that's even if I don't agree, it's still the the rules that they put out. So. That's like your previous, but you're probably used to the pre your previous training uh, work. You're used to sort of having a bit of kit with you anyway. So um, well, and that's it. I actually didn't mention it earlier. That's I didn't stop at any aid station yesterday, um, apart from grabbing one piece of watermelon. Really? Because I just had I had the water and everything and snacks and gels on me, everything I needed. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't mind carrying it from the start, but that's yeah. just that's just me. That's how I roll. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah, yeah and I, and my just my I suppose race philosophy is just that consistency. So mm. I, I don't often stop. And his food was great compared to Noosa. The food was awesome yesterday because you know, there was fruit cake. And I don't know if you had time to stop and look, but I was like sort of like surveying the uh, great abundance of food. And uh, yeah, there was fruit cake, loads of lollies, and uh, yeah, and and, and at the end too, the free burger and the um. And I the missed coffee. it. I wasn't feeling oh, great. You? It wasn't until I was on the way home. We got a subway and I had that for lunch. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't. Uh, if I'd spent a bit more time uh at the finish then i might have uh it'd be inclined for a cup of tea and a, and a burger but um yeah i yeah. missed out on that one this time it's just great that they offer it though, at least yeah it's, um yeah that's good that's all part of, of the and the entry is not like it, it and usually with tracks they're good their entry is not um yeah. uh exorbitant and no. um you know that was a hundred bucks that because i'm not a tracks member to enter and you get a free coffee a free burger at the end great medal um yeah. okay you don't get a t-shirt and that but like that's what you're paying 300 bucks for some of these entries but um and a well-marked course you know so yeah. um yeah agreed and that that, that goes to show that they're um like a lot of people like track because that means that they're getting the volunteers and and yep. the sponsorships too so they're 
Yeah. They're doing a good job. They're just um Oh, and the free cup. You get the free little your little yeah. collapsible cup. Um yeah. with someone had dropped theirs in the middle of the trail and it was faced like opposite way around, but perfectly sitting up right in the middle of the trail. I was like, oh, they're gonna regret that. Yeah. At, uh, yeah. at some point. But even the when we did Lake Manchester and uh Mount Glorious, they were like 65 bucks a race. And you got um one of the or what they call not a beanie, but you know the, the like scarves. Yep. So you, yep. you can put it around your wrist, or put it over your head, or put it around your neck. Um, you know your medal. Um, and, and again, you know, free coffee and and that at the end. So um, yeah, it's yeah, like, good, that, isn't it? That, yeah, it's that, um, it's a it's a pretty good uh, pretty good deal and, and a good mark course. Yeah. So, yep. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope that ankle. Um, comes good for you and um we um might look catch up with you for a, a trail run or something um sometime soon and, yeah uh, for sure yeah i, um, I want to explore a bit more up your way too yeah well there's really some good that. trails up near um where my brother is where i used to live albany creek the um bunch there's a lot it's mountain biking mad but yeah. there's some really good little um and they're like mud based, not too rocky, uh, single tracks. Um, and yep. I've, you know, cycled that extensively, that, um, that forest. So there's some good little windy um, single tracks and that there, yeah. like kilometers to explore. So we might be, we might tee that up for, um, for a run um, sometime in the, yeah. in the future. Get and I think we're going to go and do a few cooter, cooter runs as well to get some more hills in for BTU. So um, just to get some more hills in the legs yeah well you can start from slaughterfalls and go all the yeah. way to where we were yesterday pretty easily okay. through Kutha. okay um so if, if you want it if you want the hills they're there yeah you can otherwise which is pretty crazy because you're what 10 10 or less than 15k from the city and you can start you can park your car and then do the hills like what we just did if you head yeah. out that way to mount nebo yeah. It's, it's, we're pretty lucky, really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even if you wanted flat trail, you could go out to uh, Daisy Hill. Um, there's yeah. a few hills, there's actually a few hills out there, even, but there's some good, some good running there. You can just stick on the single track, uh, the fire roads, fire trails, yeah. even. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of, it's pretty underrated, um, but I'm a big fan of like uh, Oxley Common, places okay. like that, where it's, it's only like five or six K of trail. Yeah, but it's it's perfectly flat gravel. Yeah. Um. So you do a few laps of that, and yeah, you know, especially if you run there from from your home or whatever, like it's yeah. um, it's a great fl if you want flat gravel, it's good for and, injuries. And also uh, the gap, you know, that's not uh, too far from you. Is it? That's real hilly. I've mountain bike there twice. Yeah. And I gave yeah. up because it was just too hilly <laughs> mountain yeah. biking. But if you want to from trail running with some hills, that's definitely um, a yep. place to go as well. Yeah. And you can literally run there from um, Kutha as well. It's yeah. is a good start point for a few different places and you can, you can do that. And there's plenty of, um, there's plenty of segments on Strava if you need to do your research before you go as well. Mm. And there's, there's map builder on Strava. You can, you can uh, do that as well. And it was quite, yeah. it was good to see there was other like non race people out of the weekend, like just trekkers, hikers as well. Yeah. Uh, with poles. Yeah, mountain, <laughs> mountain bikers. Yeah. yeah a lot of mountain bikers. I used to mountain bike there all the way up to Nebo where this, where we started. Yeah. I went up 
well, not quite from there, but from Payne Road and then follow that fire trail we were on at the start and then round that first first uh, bend up there. Um, I used to cycle up to the top of Mount Nebo. It took two hours to get up, but 45 minutes yeah. to get down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, there were some guys um, on Struggle Street trying to get up some of those hills. <laughs> oh, yeah, bikes. yeah, um, yeah it's, it's pretty torture. You probably could run up there just as quick as they were cycling. Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but we um, there was a, f- a few um, cyclists that were probably weren't a fan of us running past them on the way up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> embarrassment factor. <laughs> yeah. Should have given um, him a push. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's good to see him out there. It's um, yeah. I didn't I didn't encounter any issues with the shared trails. It's, no. It's I'd rather fun. see people out there. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. There's some there's other people just out running and walkers, uh, hikers yep. as well. So yeah, it's good to see people are actually getting out and enjoying yep. the uh, enjoying the trail, especially in the uh, cooler cooler months. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's right. It's good. All right, mate. Well, enjoy the week. Good chatting to you. And, yeah, you uh, too. Thanks for um, having me on again. That was um, that's great. Yeah, good. To you keep winning. We'll have you back. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's I think I said it before. It's yeah, more than whoever turns up and then uh, what goes wrong for people, that's how I get my results. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's usually the way some of these work. It's like who, who it's, a, it's a, who can last the longest, you know, it's the war of attrition, isn't it? You know, yep, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's, you don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be consistent. Exactly. And that's how I approach my training and the races are just something you throw in. Um, Cause like I said, a runner is always going to run. The races are just, um i guess the final the treat that you get yeah yeah for sure all right mate thanks for your time much appreciated we'll, uh, yeah no worries i'll, uh, I'll see you on strava yeah for sure all right thanks mate. Cool. enjoy thanks, the week. see ya see ya